Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. <laughs> Kia ora and welcome to the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I am your host, Jordan. I am mum to two beautiful little boys, Jai and Ali. I also host the Your Birth Project online hypnobirthing course and the Mini Kiwis First Aid course for parents of under five-year-olds. And I have an online store attached to Your Birth Project, which encompasses everything pregnancy, birth and postpartum related. So just absolutely love that side of the business. I'm also a very, very passionate storyteller and a lover of all things birth. So hence why I am leading you on this podcast. I'm not an advocate for any particular type of birth or model of birth care. I am simply here to hold space for this platform for you to share your beautiful stories with us all. You'll hear stories of joy, of heartbreak, of love, of loss, and each family has a different experience to share. I'm trying to bring to light stories that we often only tell in the darkest of places or to our closest of friends, but really are so important for everybody to hear. So I hope that you love the podcast of these beautiful families all over Aotearoa and I will let you jump into the podcast now. Enjoy. This week's episode is brought to you by Your Birth Project and Your Birth Project is my online hypnobirthing course that is suitable for all births and it helps you to create Your Best Birth, which is actually what Charlotte talks about in her episode today. So she is a Your Birth Project mama, very excited to have her on the podcast. And the other pillar of Your Birth Project is my online store, which is a one-stop shop for everything that mama needs for pregnancy, birth and postpartum, and also very slowly branching out into some newborn and baby products as well. So if you want to check out the store, you can head to www.yourbirthproject.com and Charlotte does have a discount code to share with you which is charlotte10 so i will put that into the show notes as well if you want to use that code in the store in today's episode charlotte and i talk through her second pregnancy and birth with daughter hattie and she has had an episode on the podcast previously so i'll make sure that i link that in the show notes but i know you'll get a couple of good laughs out of charlotte's episode she's so lovely to talk to and to listen to um and she shares a lot of knowledge with us in this episode but she has a pretty straightforward no complication pregnancy and a really fast labor and birth to talk us through with um, no drugs or sort of interventions and then she talks us through what the last five weeks have been like with Hattie so I will let you jump into the episode I hope you enjoy. Hi Charlotte thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you for having me Jordan nice to be talking to you again. I know it is nice. I'm very excited to have your second birth story on the podcast. So would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about you and who is in your family? Yes, absolutely. I never um, planned or intended it on it being this soon after the first, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. 
thank for that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm Charlotte. I've got my hubby Rob and our 20-month-old daughter Amani. Um, as you said, yeah, I chatted to you with my birth story for Amani, um, and here we are again chatting about the birth of our second daughter, Hattie. Yeah, awesome. And how old is Hattie now? Five weeks today. She was born on the 9th of May, um, and it is absolutely flown by. Like, yeah. I just honestly feel like I've blinked, and that whole first month is just a blur. Awesome. And do you want to talk us through, um, yeah, what was the journey to pregnancy like for you and Rob this time? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm not sure if we've got any long-time listeners, but um, our journey to pregnancy with Emmy was, um, it took quite a while um, and it involved a miscarriage. So when we sort of talked about trying for our second, um, we obviously, you know, like had that in the background of our minds Mm -hmm. that, you know, potentially it wasn't going to happen straight away and, you know, we may face some challenges. So we were definitely open to that. Um, And it was the four-week lockdown that we had um, in, I think it was like July, August last year, um, where we were spending spending a bit of time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And one thing led to another. (laughs) And um, we, we decided you know, let's give it a go. And so I was on the flow app tracking my period, that sort of thing. So I knew exactly when my ovulation dates were, um, well, you know, like within that range. Mm. And um, so, yeah, we made sure we were becoming familiar with each other uh, around those dates. Mm -hmm. And, well, to our surprise, um, yeah, that, first sort of lot of pregnancy tests that I did after my ovulation dates turned out to be positive so I was Mm -hmm. super um, like not anxious but I was kind of in the mindset where I was like oh should I test now and I think it was like six days before my period so like super early to test Mm -hmm. but I was of the mindset like I don't want to get closer to my period being due and then it actually coming and then not getting that excitement of doing getting the chance to do the pregnancy test and you know mm-hmm. like wait to see whether you had that line or not um so I think I did my first one my first test um six days early and like I went to the supermarket and I looked at all I looked on the back of all the different pregnancy tests and I was like all right which one's going to give me the most accurate reading early mm-hmm. um and I I saw the clear blue one which was pretty accurate so um I yeah grabbed that one and yeah saw the faintest line on day six and I was like what in the actual (laughs) super super lucky this time around it happened for us the first cycle of trying yeah which was such a relief and such a surprise at the same time because it had taken I think it was Mm. 10 months with Amy um yeah including the miscarriage as well so Yeah, super happy for it to have happened easily for us. I know it doesn't for everyone. Um, mm. Yeah, so we're super grateful. Yeah, amazing. And how old was Amy at that stage when you fell pregnant? Do you remember? Oh, gosh, I can't. Oh, so there's, there's like, obviously, what, 20 months in between. I think she was, I know, oh. I, I know it was obviously before her first birthday. I think it was round about 10 months or so. 
yeah, oh my god yeah. someone's okay. gonna go back and like look at my math and it'll be terribly wrong but um, <laughs> oh, same I'm like you're telling me that and I'm like yeah 10 months sounds about right I'm like so bad. it was in it was in August I think so yeah. and her, she's an October baby and me is so yeah yeah, was, awesome. yeah about 10 months yeah oh um, yeah god and we were like holy crap yes. we're gonna have you know, we're going to have two young babies. Yeah. Oh, and the first thought that went through my mind too was because my sister's wedding um, was in March and, like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be, like, 30 weeks pregnant at a wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not plan that well. But, again, like, you can't plan. And we obviously yeah. went into it with an open mind thinking, you know, like it, it could actually take us a while here. But yeah. it didn't. Yeah. That's how it yeah. turned out, yeah. yeah. Awesome, cool. And how did you feel in that first trimester? Like, I'm, you know, Ali's eight months old and I'm still freaking tired all the time. <laughs> so, oh, how did you feel in that first, um, yeah, trimester of pregnancy this time around? Yeah, um, pretty similar to the first time. I know you'll completely agree as well. It, pretty much as soon as you find out you're pregnant, it's honestly just like everything hits you and you're just like, mm-hmm. wow. I need to sleep. So like mm-hmm. that three three thirty itis hits you like a freaking ton of bricks, and mm-hmm. I just feeling so exhausted, um, and like needing to have naps in the afternoon and that sort of thing. But obviously, like having you know an almost toddler, I was mm-hmm. like, OMG, is this like an insight? <laughs> what it's going to be like? Um, but um. The tight, yeah. So I had the tiredness. Um, I had a little bit more. Um, wouldn't really call it morning sickness. It was more just like the nausea. Um, yeah. Sort of throughout the day, and I sort of worked out that if I managed it well by just eating like small, frequent meals, um, it was like way easier to manage. And just yeah, but like if we, were, I remember there'll be times where we would like leave the house and go to get on the road to go somewhere and I'd instantly be like oh crap I feel like I'm gonna be sick and they'd be <laughs> like no stop the car stop the car I need to go back I need to get a piece of toast I need to get a biscuit like <laughs> I, need last night. I need something to tick me over um yeah, yeah so a bit more nausea this time around um yeah 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 awesome and did you go with a midwife for your care yeah, went with my same midwife from last time. Um, yeah. Found her awesome the first time round. Um, and, you know, like I'm good friends with her. So straight away mm-hmm. I asked to see if she would be on board, which was awesome that she was because she was actually due for her first baby um, in December, mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, which I knew as well when I asked her. So I said, you know, like obviously – don't feel pressured in any way at all but mm. you know like what are, what are your plans sort of around May um <laughs> are you in a position to care for me that sort of thing and she was more than happy to because she's sort of a um active relaxer that sort of thing um mm. really wanted to get back on um on board and and help out and that sort of thing so there was a period of about three months where my care was transferred into one of her teammates Mm-hmm. Um, they work in, they, I'm not sure what it's like elsewhere, but they sort of, my midwife works in a team of, there's about four of them. So, um, yeah, my care transferred to one of her teammates just for the, mm-hmm. I think it was like, yeah, three or so months 
um, while she had her baby. Um, and then she sort of came back on board as well. And it was so super cute because um, she would bring her daughter to appointments and that sort of thing. Mm. So that was so nice. And I was just like, yes, girl, like killing it, you know, <laughs> new mom, yeah. getting back out there, doing what you love. Like it's just so yeah. nice to see as well. Yeah, cool. And how were you feeling in the rest of your pregnancy? Did you do like all of the standard testing that's offered and did you want to know the sex of your baby? What was the yeah next few months like? Um, so this time around, so first time we waited to 20-week scan to find out the gender. Um, and this time around we opted to do the NIPS test. Um, mm-hmm. So... Um, I guess if people are listening, they're not sort of sure what that's about. Um, so they can offer it from 10 weeks and you pay for it yourself. Um, and it's basically like genetic testing that you get done um, and it tests sort of for chromosomal abnormalities and that sort of thing. So you do get a more, well, not a more accurate, you do get an accurate, um, mm. I guess, result, you know, if, if your um, child's going to have any chromosomal abnormalities. But also sort of a bonus to it, you get to mm. find out the gender early. So, um, yeah, yeah we, we opted for that this time around. Um, and I, again, with this pregnancy, I asked to have my HCG levels tested every four days leading up to that eight weeks because um, mm. obviously what's happened in the past and it's just yeah. such an anxious time waiting for that dating scan. Um and it just really gave me peace of mind as well. Mm. Um, so we did that. And then in terms of other testing throughout, no, we just we had our um, anatomy scan at 20 weeks and then I didn't get any other scans or anything for the rest of the pregnancy um, yeah. until I got COVID. At like, <laughs> so... We got hit with COVID. I think I was like 35 and a half weeks pregnant. Mm. So well to avoid it. Um, and then the the old hubby brought it home. <laughs> and so he tested <laughs> on like the Monday, I think it was. And we banished him <laughs> to a <our laughs> room. And he kind of just camped out there. And then... Um, Emmy ended up testing positive on the Friday and then me on the Saturday. Mm. And I was just like, oh, my God, I've got to start my whole freaking seven days again. So shit, yeah. Shit. And because, mm-hmm. like, you know, I was, like, wrecked by 35. Mm, yeah. oh, did you just hear that? My baby just did the biggest poop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if you hear that, that's bloody real life. Real life. Oh my god, funny. Um, disclaimer: It wasn't me. Um, <laughs> um, we so yeah, like I was wrecked by that stage of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So we, when Rob tested positive, I was like, oh my god, like I need help with Emmy, um, that sort of thing. And my parents had actually booked to come up to Auckland that weekend. So this was Easter mm-hmm. weekend. And I was meant to have, like, my baby shower and everything that weekend. Um, and anyway, mum and dad made the call. I, like I said to them, you're like, look, Rob's got COVID. We're probably going to get it, um, you know, make mm. make the call. We can't have the baby shower. Make the call if you guys still want to come up. And they were so great. They're like, look, no, like, we definitely still want to come up. We'll be able to help you. Mm. Um, and they were bloody godsends. So they flew yeah. up on the Thursday. 
Um, and then, yeah, sure enough, then we got it on the Friday, me on the Saturday. I think mum and dad ended up testing on the Sunday. Um, and so they, like, pretty much, yeah, flew up knowing full well that they would get COVID. Mm. But they're like, you know, family's more important and, you know, just to be able to help out, which was the absolute best. Because yeah. um, mm. we have no family support up here in Auckland. We've yeah. got um, both our parents live in different cities. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's why it was, like, so amazing that they could come and help. Um, yeah. And, yeah, that's, I guess, um, oh, and then, so, yeah, that's the reason why I got that final scan, which was at yeah. um, 38 weeks or 37 something. Yeah, and that was just to, like, just to check things over. Yeah, and it's just, I, I think it's just protocol where they do it with pregnant mums now if you catch covid mm-hmm. Pregnancy, they book in to give you a scan at 37. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting mine towards 38. But, like, my midwife kind of described it to me too. Like, it's kind of one of those um, – it's not really, like, a helpful scan because you're not, you don't have anything to compare it to. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, you're checking for growth, but it's like, what if your baby the week before was, like, way bigger and then you yeah, get small, yeah. like, oh, it's small. But you, mm. you know, like you have nothing to compare it to. So we were kind of just mm. like stoked got to actually see her. Awesome. And did you do any like antenatal classes or any birth education or anything like that in the lead up to your birth this time round? This time round, I did the Your Birth Project online um, course, which is the hypnobirthing one, which you actually own and <laughs> design. Which was awesome. I absolutely loved doing it. Um, so the reason, like, I wanted to do that one as well was because um, my midwife's kind of had prepared me. My midwife, sorry, had prepared me this time that, um, like, because my first labour was quite quick, um, mm. and my body laboured well. They were like, you know, there's a really good chance you could actually labour at home and give birth at home this time. You know, like it could be really speedy. Yeah. I was like, oh goodness, like. I need to sort of entertain the idea that that could be a possibility Mm -hmm. Um, because like we live quite far out of Auckland. We're actually on the Waikato border Um, for me to like make the call to go up to Middlemore. It's like Mm -hmm. a five minute drive. Um, And so I was like, sure, you know, like if I'm progressing really well at home and then I like all of a sudden make a decision, like it would be terrible to give birth in the car um, and the birth center is still like a 15, 20 minute drive away, our nearest. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, did the online hypnobirthing course, um, and just really changed my mindset, I guess, on how to, I guess, deal with it and learn like breathing techniques. Um, yeah. and just kind of gave myself confidence that like, this is what we're actually designed to do, like as women. Um, you know, like our bodies are designed to give birth and we can do it because I'm like with Emmy on honestly, I was like the biggest worst. I was like, no, I like I'm not gonna be able to do this, I'm gonna have to have an epidural and like I'm gonna I need to be in hospital and all this sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Like if you've listened to my um birth story with Emmy, like I did actually have to end up being in hospital because I was induced. So I got that side of it. Mm-hmm. But this time around, like there was no complications or anything and I was like oh goodness okay but this is going to be a real possibility and I think I like 
just because I was so busy as well with Emmy and then work and um, just like being busy all the time. Like mm. I, I don't, I don't think I started the course until I was like 34 weeks or yeah, something. Yeah. Um, and so by, by that time as well, I think it worked out quite good. Cause I was like, all right, I'm actually at the end here. I need to focus and sort of mm. get ready and get prepared mentally. Um, and I think like, when you hear like my birth story side of things like I do think it really really actually helped me and I'm so like I'm just like a huge advocate now that we Mm. you can do it without um you know like pain relief or that's Mm. like I guess if you just like believe in yourself and back you're good yeah yeah for sure Awesome. And so you've sort of touched on like the potential of having a home birth and, you know, wrapping your head around that, but did you have much of a birth plan or like thoughts on how you did want your birth to go? Not really. I think I was still, I I honestly think I was still undecided right up. Like even when I was in labor, like, and what our birth plan actually turned out to be was not actually my, like, was not really planned it was kind of just Mm. that's what it had to be and we just followed that line of course you know um Mm. I I had the home birth kit and everything at home with me my midwife had given that to me a couple of weeks beforehand um as you know like as in in case um kind of thing like here's all the stuff we need if it's going to happen um and I was like okay cool like it's good to have that but I don't think it's what I want. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. like choose that as my option. I guess I'm just going to have that here in case that's what I have to do if I don't have the time kind of thing. Um, and then obviously like the next option was to go to the birth center or go to the hospital um, and sort of talked about it when it all was starting with my midwife, like what we were going to do. And it was kind of like, okay, well, why don't we just try going to the birth center first mm-hmm. and we'll assess there. And then if you need to go up to Middlemore for epidural or whatever, we can do that. So that was yeah. kind of like, I guess, a plan as such. It was sort of, yeah, a very loose plan. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. And were you doing anything like in preparation for your labor and birth, antenatal expressing, raspberry leaf tea, perennial massage, any of that stuff, um, yeah, leading up to your labor? Yep. Um, so did all of the usual things and like the stuff that I did with my first pregnancy. So like I was doing the raspberry leaf tea, um, eating like a crap load of dates, um, <laughs> They're actually so good too. They're so sweet. They are good. <laughs> I just keep telling myself, I'm like, these are a healthy snacks, Charlotte. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, by the end, yeah, my, my diet was pretty beige. <laughs> there was not a lot of fresh greenery in there, but that's for sure. Um, no, and what else was I doing? Um, doing orally evening primrose oil capsules and then also – um, popping up vaginally as well, which I actually didn't do with Emmy. I thought mm. that was AF. Um, mm. and I was like, nah, that's too much. And then this time around, I'm like, get this baby out of me. You're like, get um, me all the things. I'll do anything. Because <laughs> I did a Q&A on Instagram last time. And I was like, what do you want to do to help put them into labor? And I remember someone messaging and being like, I ate a whole pineapple. 
And I'm like, cool, babe. I'm just sitting up to the supermarket. I'm going to get a pineapple. <laughs> this is, this yeah. is the day before it happens. So, like, no lie, ladies, if you're, like, trying to bring that baby on, I'm not saying it works, but I'm not saying it didn't either. <laughs> Eat a pineapple. Um, and also, I didn't do the perineal mess, perineum mess, perineal mess. Yeah. Oh, Neum. Yeah. Neil. Perineal, um, perineum, yeah. Yeah, because... Uh, like to be honest I can't see down there I can't reach and mm-hmm. was just yeah um yeah not something I wanted to, <laughs> to um gross myself out with or my Fair husband <laughs> each to their own um yeah. and but this time yeah so this time around the things we did different were the pineapple and then um it had a lot of sex yeah. um and we did we did the pineapple and the sex the night before and too much information. Sorry, my parents, if you're listening, but like hold it in ladies for as long <laughs> as you can, if you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, because I was literally like upside down holding it in as long as I could. I think it was like 15, 15 minutes or so. Honestly, oh my God, you're hilarious. That's so funny. You need to not be pregnant anymore. Um, yeah. And what do you know? She came the next day. So I always say that like people, I'm like, it's cruel, but like the guy's sperm is what got you pregnant. And then it's what's going to help you get that baby out. (laughs) It's like the, what is it? The prostaglandin Prostaglandin, is the same as pretty much what they induce you with. So go figure. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Anyway, <laughs> cool. And so obviously that worked because you went into labor the next day. Do you want to talk yeah. us through the signs of your labor starting and then, yeah, into your labor and birth story? Yeah. Um. So I remember um that day before. So I had like, you know, how you get that real horrible like pelvic pain and it's kind mm. of like that pelvic girdle pain and it's everything shifting and stuff. And you kind of get that from like 30 weeks onwards. Well, I had that, but then the day before I noticed it really, really changed and it was a complete different pelvic pain. It was way lower. Um, excuse me. Um, and just like way more intense. And I was like, okay, this is different. Sort of, you know, like thought, Oh, things could be happening mm. here. So at this point I was 38 and three, um and then so I went to bed we obviously had a bit of fun that night went to bed went to sleep woke up at like midnight to go to the toilet and did all my like nightly toilet stops and there's like a thousand of them (laughs) um and each time I was like waking up I had like period pain and like just that period cramping and I'm like ooh, like okay Things could be happening. Anyway, Rob got up in the morning, went to go to work, said bye and stuff. And I was like, babe, like I've been having period pains all night. You know, today could be the day. So, you know, stay by your phone. And we're kind of like, oh, this is exciting. Um, carried on in the morning. Um, was dropping off my daughter to daycare at like 9.30 um, in the morning. And I had my first, as I was like driving her to daycare, I had what definitely so it's, it switched. It wasn't a period of pain anymore. It was definitely mm. like a contraction type pain. Um, it, but it wasn't like too sore, but I knew it wasn't a cramping anymore. Mm. And so I like, mm. dropped, dropped Emmy off to her um, daycare. And I said to the educator, I was like, um, so I, I'm pretty sure I'm in labor. Um <laughs> 
I have a feeling I'll have the baby today. So um, what should we do with the Emmy kind of thing? And she's like, okay. Um, she's like, well, I can drop her back to your house. She's like, you know, like what's going to happen? I was like, cool. So we're going to get Rob's mum to come up from Tauranga. Um, and so that's what she was going to do. And then Emmy was going to get dropped back to home once Rob's mum arrived. So that was cool. Emmy was sorted. Um Everything was tickety-boo, carried on. And then ended up jumping in the car and driving. I had to, like, drive another, like, 25 minutes way out mm-hmm. into the countryside because I bought an Ezio yogurt maker on Marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, look, this is the only time I'm way out these ways. I need to go get my yogurt maker. <laughs> oh, my God. So I so way out in the countryside. Um, and, yeah, so I started having, like, regular contractions. And um, I down- quickly like jumped on the Google Play Store and downloaded an app that was like a contraction timer thing. Um, it's so funny your second time around, like you're so much more blasé about everything. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. you know, if this had been my first, like, there's no way I'd be out driving in the countryside to get a yogurt maker. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, the contraction app was like, your contractions are um, less than five minutes apart. You should consult your midwife and consider going to a hospital and I was like oh okay so I'm probably like only like a three out of ten on Mm. the pain scale at this point so like they weren't that painful um but they were obviously like frequent enough to be contractions and um they were lasting like 40 seconds each time um and so my midwife was booked in to come and see me that morning to do a second stretch and sweep so she'd done a stretch and sweep on 38 weeks and then so this is now 38 and four um and I texted her and said um I texted her and was basically like yep I'm pretty sure I'm in labor um you know, that sort of thing. And she's like, cool, do you still want me to come and do a stretch and sweep? And I was like, oh, come around anyway and, like, we can do an assessment sort of thing. So I got home. Um, On the way home as well, I'd, like, rung Rob because he was working at the airport on a job. And I was like, yep, I think it's happening. Like, There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You may as well come home. I don't know how quickly it's or how you know like if it's going to be long or short or but I was like you may as well start your trek home kind of thing and so he was on his way and then Amy came around and she did an assessment and she was like yep you're like five centimeters (laughs) I was like whoa okay at this point I'm still probably only like a maybe a four out of ten pain Mm. like they weren't that bad I was like okay this is it like maybe quarter to 11, 11 o'clock in the morning um, at this point. And so, so at that point I was like, cool, I better go pack my hospital bags. <laughs> so I didn't like finish doing that. Honestly, I was so slack. 
Um, and anyway, Amy, my midwife, she was like, right, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. And what do you think we should do kind of thing? She's like, why don't you come in um, to the birth center in, at one o'clock um, and we'll assess you then. So in the meantime, you know, like have some food, that sort of thing. Um, so that's what I did. I just sort of labored around home um, and ended up texting her at like 12. And I was like, okay, it's starting to get a little bit sore now. Um, can I, you know, can I come in now sort of thing? And she's like, yep, do you want me to, you know, like heat the pool up for you and stuff? And I was like, yep, fill the bath, that sort of thing. Anyway, so by the time I like got all my shit together, got in the car and we sort of were like, oh my God, this is happening. Like what? Hmm. Um, it was all just happening like so fast. And yeah, so we got to the birth center at one and I'm probably like a, six out of ten five out of ten maybe at this point so like sore during the contractions but like managing them pretty well um and obviously like completely fine when I wasn't having a contraction um so I was kind of just expecting to be maybe like still five or maybe six centimeters or something when I got in so she did an assessment and she's like okay you're like eight centimeters now (laughs) oh my instantly my thought process is like well shit epidurals out the window like mm. no way I'm going to get that because I would have to have left the Pukakoi birth unit and then mm. driven way up to Middlemore um being eight centimeters like very <laughs> unlikely and very unpleasant um so it was kind of at that point where it like hit me I was like shit okay we're birthing here oh mm. my god um but then like I sort of just you know took myself back to the things I'd like learned and I was like trust my body you know like this is what I'm meant to do and there was like Mm. really cute like affirmation posters on the wall at the birth center anyway and it was just all stuff that was like you know like those sorts of phrases you know like Mm. trust your body this is what your body's designed to do all that sort of good stuff so I was just kind of like reading that as well um, and yeah, so one o'clock we got the, um, eight centimeters. Um, and then from, from there kind of was still, I, I don't think I'd like transitioned into that like final phase yet because mm-hmm. I was still able to like, not like, not really talk through my contractions, but I uh, like, like they were definitely like amping up. Um, mm-hmm. we got my mum on FaceTime and we were just like yarning to her. Um, so it was just the hubby and I there and my midwife and then mum on FaceTime and then like a bit of time passed and then I like had to go to the toilet or maybe it was like suggested like try sitting on the toilet for a contraction Mm. or something just there's like a term for it I can't remember it's like the position of how you sit on the toilet is meant to be like the ideal birthing something Yeah. Yeah, yeah So I went and tried that and it was at that point where like Amy was like, yep, okay, we've definitely transitioned now because my contractions, my contraction on the toilet went from like, previously they were like 35 seconds and this one lasted for like over a minute and it Mm. was effing sore, like real hectic compared to what they had been. Mm. And um, this was at like two, like 2.15ish or something. Um, and then, so when I came out of the low, um, Amy was like, 
do you want to jump up onto the bed? Um, and, you know, like we'll just change the position and obviously keep using gravity to help um, that sort of thing. So I was like, yeah. And at this point, my like wrists were killing me because I'd been like leaning over the bed. I'd been doing everything standing yeah, up yeah. around. But yeah. like, you know, when you're like leaning over and you're on your wrists the whole time, mm-hmm. they were like, and just my arms were so weak at this point. Like, like it was so hard to just hold me up. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was another thing like I learned as well doing your birth project like the best thing to do is obviously like to move around and use mm. gravity and just try and keep your body moving as much as you can and because it was actually really nice to be experiencing that side of it because obviously having an induction and having an epidural I was like bed bound yeah. do yeah. that I never felt any of you know like what it was going to feel like mm. the previous time um mm. so it was nice to be feeling it all I mean nice now looking back at the time it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so and it was quite funny so we're probably like 220 at this point I'm up on my hands and knees um Rob's like ask when you can get the gas ask when you can get the gas <laughs> <laughs> Amy Rob would like to know like yeah <laughs> she's kind of like well you can have it whenever but like I'm not going to offer it to you um and I was like oh like I'll have a try and um, it actually made me feel real sick and, like, mm. spaced out and dizzy. And I remember saying to her, I was like, oh, no, nah, yuck, that feels great. Like, I don't like that. So I, like, stopped using that for a bit. But then, like, five minutes later again, I was like, I need the gas. Because mm. I think I just needed something in my mouth to, okay. like, down on, you know? Like, when, yeah. you know, you see on movies, I guess, and they put, you know, if I, like, bad bad example or bad reference but you know I feel like torturing people they like put things in their <laughs> mouth and they bite down I mean I guess it was torture in a way but um I just yeah like needed something to like bite down on hard and, yeah. and so that's what I think I was using it for yeah um and then yeah so I'm like up on the bed on my hands and knees leaning over the back um so like yeah facing the, the back part of the bed and like I felt my waters break and I honestly thought that was the baby coming out <laughs> and I like re- I remember like reaching down to feel and then I like because I still had my undies on and um I was like oh my god my waters just broke and then Amy's like all right well we're gonna have to get these undies off <laughs> so she like helped <laughs> get those off and because she knew she was like she'd said like leading up to my pregnancy she's like as soon as your waters break your baby's gonna come mm. Um, and sure enough, like she ended up coming like five minutes later, but, um, yeah. the water's broke and we got ready for that. Um, and like looking back now, when I talk about the birth story, I'm like, literally there was only probably a 10, 15 minute period. So it would have been from two thirty till two forty five. was the only part of it all that was really, really, really sore, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I'm just like so I guess you know like it feels good to say like I'm so proud of myself mm. for for you know like making it that far because I'm the biggest pain wuss and like <laughs> had absolutely zero faith in myself yeah when I first got pregnant I was like nah like you know like knowing that I would have given birth without pain really would mm. have been not even anywhere on my radar like it's mm. it's crazy 
Um, but yeah, so she started crowning and um, she was kind of like sitting with just sort of, if you imagine like your eyebrow line and above, that was the bit that was out and she mm-hmm. was I guess, stuck in that position because um, I remember at that point, like I was just so exhausted. I don't know if it was because mm. I spent like, most of my labor, like leaning over on the bed. I was just like, Oh, I don't have anything else left to me. I can't push. And I was kind of just letting the natural contractions that happen. Yeah. I was letting that do the pushing and I wasn't even, I wasn't sort of adding any extra push. <laughs> and so she was kind of like in this stuck position and I and I noticed Amy's tone of her voice changed. So she's like a real um, calming, you know, like person in yeah. her voice, you know, like super calming. And I just noticed her tone being like, okay, Charlotte, you need to push. Like notice that switch. And I was like, shit, yeah. she's business. Something's, you know, something's not good or, whatever it is yeah. so on the next contraction like I gave one really big push um and Hattie ended up coming out in one push from that point <laughs> she slid out um and I didn't see her but Rob was obviously in a position to see Hattie and he's like really freaked out because she was like blue and yeah. like purple she was lifeless she wasn't moving she wasn't crying that sort of thing um and so that's obviously like quite hectic for him having to see um and then me bloody like wailing like a cow like making all sorts of noises because it was just like it was not it (laughs) it was it was quite hectic um and then like I, I do, I do remember like hearing Amy saying like, you know, do you want to cut the cord? So I knew they that by them giving Rob the option to cut the cord, I was like, okay, you know, like she, she must be okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he was just like, no, oh, actually, I can't even remember if he cut the cord. I have a feeling he said, no, you just do it. Um. And then so they got her up onto the recess table um and I remember just being like is she okay is she okay like over Mm -hmm. and over again I still hadn't heard her cry um and then so she just needed a little bit of um oxygen so they put some of that over her and you know just like the constant like rubbing and the shaking Mm -hmm. just trying to wake her up I guess because for for her like she she came out like super quickly she didn't get that big squeeze as she came down mm. that the babies need to, you know, like get rid of all their mucus and, mm. and that sort of stuff. And so she was quite startled, I think. And that's why it took her a little yep. bit longer. Um, Cause like I, we both remember with Emmy, as soon as she came out, she was like, Wah! like straight mm. away. So we were kind of expecting that, but that didn't happen this time. And it was a lot slower. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think if, felt like forever, but it was probably like maybe a minute later or so. Um, she started letting out the big cries, which is such <laughs> a relief. Um, probably more so for Rob because I was at that point just, you know, like trying to freaking <laughs> pull myself together. Do your shit together, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, oh, my God, it was just a bloody roller coaster. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so – she let out the big cries and that was cool. And then we just, you know, spent the next probably five or 10 minutes or so just trying to, um, I guess, come down from that 10 out of 10 type mm. 
um, you know, like I don't want to put people off, but it is a, you know, like a 10 out of 10 pain kind of thing, trying to mm. just come down and, and sort of get my breathing in tow. And because yeah. um, I was obviously up on my hands and knees, I wasn't in a position to be able to put her on my chest straight away. Mm. Um, and she was on the recess table. So like I knew she was fine there. And then, so yeah, I just tried to get um, comfortable on the bed, get turned around onto my butt. Um, and then, yeah, finally, got to have the moment where we got her on skin to skin and then yeah it was just like holy crap like mm. I just do that <laughs> um, yeah it was it was incredible um yeah. and then um as same as with Emmy I don't know what it is my placenta just doesn't like to come out mm. um, on its own so um I had that syntocin and injection um and it probably came out maybe like an hour later, 45 minutes mm-hmm. later or something. And that was interesting because obviously like I still had to feel that coming out too, but mm-hmm. it's, like, it doesn't have bones or anything in it. So it's just like a big like water-filled balloon type. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, I was pretty, I guess the, the your adrenaline's kind of like wearing off and then you're yeah, still kind of yeah. expected to push out this placenta thing and you're just like, oh, God, what else? Yeah. Like, you know. I saw um, someone yeah. describe it on Instagram once as like a hot jellyfish. <laughs> Feels like a hot. Yeah, yeah like a jelly. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah, that's exactly. It's weird. And then, yeah. and then Amy was like, can you just, can you push? <laughs> <laughs> like look I'm pushing okay <laughs> like, <laughs> I've done my well, fair share of that <laughs> yeah so um yeah that was the labor and the birth yeah amazing that is so awesome I hope that you feel really proud of yourself because yeah what I yeah, um, quick but like still intense right people sort of yeah. it's it's funny because you sort of imagine like a quick birth being like it's the best option, but sometimes it goes so fast that you sort of don't get a moment to catch yourself. So, yeah, it's really interesting to hear you talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I, I guess in a sense too, like, I don't know, like I don't know what would be better as as well, you know, like have like a slow labour. Um, and, and in terms of like with the baby coming down and actually coming out, like I don't know what's better because I guess you're – muscles and your skin and stuff down there gets a chance to like stretch Mm -hmm. and um you know like slowly open for baby when they're Mm -hmm. coming slower but when it's fast it's like oh here it is here's the head Mm -hmm. like and your body's just expected to like stretch just like that and that's Mm -hmm. for me what it exactly what it felt like it was like oh god yeah um but super super empowering and like like at the time I was like absolutely never again but now I'm like, <laughs> man that was wicked like yeah, should I you're like that? I'm a birth goddess I'm gonna do that a hundred <laughs> more times <laughs> yeah. <Birth> money about <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> amazing and did you need any stitches or anything like that from your birth um I didn't need oh so this is funny so I was like did I tear and Amy's like oh you've got like a She's like, you've got a little cut. It's probably more like a graze. I wouldn't really. She's like, I don't think we'll stitch it because um, it'll probably be, you know, more uncomfortable for you if we mm. do stitch it. Um, 
which, you know, like I agreed with at the time, that wouldn't have been pleasant. Um, and so we left it. So it was at the base of my perineum. Yep. Um, and it was maybe like a centimeter and a half possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, yeah, like then that would have just been because she came out quickly and it didn't have a yeah, chance yeah. to match. But Amy was like, yep, yeah, we'll just leave it. And I remember like for the first like <laughs> couple of like days and like the first like a check I think I had with Amy and maybe at like four or so days or something, I was like, look, Amy, what on earth? I was like, <laughs> Yeah, like okay, because Amy was like, "Have you seen it?" And I was like, "I have seen it." And I'm like, "What on earth?" Yeah. Like, it was. <laughs> I was just like, I remember saying to her, "I'm like, oh, I'm like you should have stitched it up." I'm like, "I'm gonna have to have plastic surgery to like yeah. fix it. Like, it looks ridiculous. It's like yeah. I don't even know how it's happened. Like, how's it gonna go back in? All this sort of stuff." And she's like, "Look, the human body, like you know, the woman's body, it's yeah. intelligent, it's smart, it's just gonna heal back the way it should be." And I was like, "I don't believe you, but." I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt because you seem to know your shit up till now. Um, <laughs> and sure enough, like over, so what am I now? Five weeks. It's like completely normal now. Um, Amazing. Like maybe I would notice like slight, you mm. know, like slightly that there was previously something. But I mean, again, like I'm only five weeks, but I'm just like, yeah. whoa, holy crap. Like the human body is insane. And I'm so yeah. glad like, I didn't have to have the stitches because when I tore yeah. with Amy, they were so uncomfortable. Mm. Um, and you know how, like, they say they give you, like, dissolving ones and stuff, but some of them, yeah. like, stick or they, like, feel like they get mm. caught on something and it's just, like, even more unpleasant. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I was, like, stoked that it wasn't worse, I guess, mm. than what it was considering how quickly she came out. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Very cool. And how did you find going home with Hattie and what was it like introducing her to Imani and yeah, how did you adjust to like, I know you're still very much in the newborn phase, but how did you adjust to those first few sort of weeks having her at home and yeah, having them both? How have you found that? Yeah, I'm good. So um, this time around, we just did, well, I just did one night at birth care this time. Yeah. Um, and it was actually like so much more pleasant being there this time around because it was kind of like a breakaway from Emmy, um, being the bullshit yeah. toddler that she is. Yes, um, yeah. it, was, it was nice just to have like that help on hand um, and just, you know, like sort of settle into the feeding and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So, cool. so I only did the one night and then came home. Um, and we just had Rob's mum up here with us. Um, so she was looking after Emmy. So she had spent the night. Um, and then introducing her was so, so bloody cute. Like mm-hmm. me being still like probably too young to understand mm-hmm. what's happening. But, you know, like she's doing all the little finger pointing and mm-hmm. poking at like Hattie's cheeks and tummy mm-hmm. and just like all that little cute stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That was nice. And then um, we, so we had Rob's mum with us for, I think it was maybe like three nights. And then we had a night off and then that's when my parents arrived. And then they were up for, I think it was like 10 days or so. Um, And so that took us through sort of to when Rob was back at work, um, which like I guess worked out really well as well. And like mum was with her cooking and just so that we could really get adjusted and, and 
into the routine of having the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this time around, and you'll you'll be the same as well. You'll know like it's so much more easier to accept help the second time around, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, and you just know that that's what you need to do. Like, yeah. don't be like, don't be too proud. Mm-hmm. And this should definitely apply for first time mums as well. Mm-hmm. Like, looking back, I'm like, man, I wish I accepted more help. Yeah. Um, even at the birth care unit, like just if someone offers to help you in any way, shape or form, mm. why do you accept it? Because yeah. it does wonders. Um, yeah. yeah. So we just spent those first couple of weeks, I guess, um, just fitting into, and it's not even like fitting into Hattie's routine. It's literally mm. trying to put Hattie into our routine because yeah. we've already got one. They, you know, like essentially rule the roost. Like you're kind of, as the parent, you're on their schedule. Mm. it was just yeah learning how to fit Hattie into Amy's schedule really um yeah it's been working great so far um like yeah sure it's busy but Mm. yeah I guess just making sure we're prepared and you know like if I need to set my alarm Mm. make sure I'm getting myself ready earlier and that sort of thing but yeah no it's good it's been good so far yeah amazing and have you had like hard days or you know like did you experience any of the baby blues or yeah any sort of mental health challenges in the last five weeks like it's obviously a huge adjustment period too right yeah absolutely and yeah 100% um I didn't get the baby blues as bad as I did with Emmy but I've Mm. definitely suffered the mum guilt um like big time and I've Mm. had so many days where I've just been broken down in tears and mm. like it might be for a reason or it might be for no reason at all but mm. like things just you know and like yeah like something might just happen and I'm just a wreck and I'm just crying yeah. And yeah I find myself getting really frustrated with Imani and I'll like you know like find myself losing it at her but it's like she's you know like I know it's not her or anything mm-hmm. she's done it's just things do just get overwhelming yeah and yeah. You, yeah find yourself like snapping and it's like mm. and then you you know like you have a big cry and then you realize you're like oh that was stupid like and you know like I, I probably bottled that up and I shouldn't have yeah, yeah yeah but like I have been like super emotional and I've found like you know like even just like talking to Rob about you know like a few things or just We'll just cry so easily. Yeah. I always yeah. feel so much better afterwards. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, like, I guess it's a good thing that I am letting it out. Um, yeah, for sure. And yeah, because it's. I, I think it's really important to, you yeah. know, get it out then hold it in. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and has there been any like products or things that you've used or? anything like that, that A, has helped you in your recovery or, like, your journey in the last five weeks, and then B, anything that you would tell a mum that is, like, an essential for a newborn? Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm probably, like, the world's number one advocate now for silverette cups. <laughs> oh, my God, same. <laughs> oh, and I'm pretty sure, like, you were, like, the com- like, the person that convinced me from your stories. I was like, all right, look. And, like, I'd seen so many other people as well rave about them. And I'm like, I just don't even get, like, how do they work? You know, like, they're just yeah. – anyway, 
I took the plunge as well. I was like, I need to get some of these. So put them on after Hattie's very, very first feed. So I'm like literally talking still on the bed that I birthed mm-hmm. on, put the, put the silver cups on. Um, and then I just wore them 24 seven in between the feeds. So I would like wear my um, mm. nursing bra and then keep them in there. And then, um, and yeah, like literally just take them out, feed, put them back in. And yeah. I did that for like two weeks and I haven't once had sore boobs um, mm, and haven't had any cuts or anything. And I don't even need to use anything on my boobs anymore. And Hattie had a tongue and a lip tie. Yeah. And um, still didn't even get sore nipples. Yeah, so I, that's so I know. Yeah. Um, and then again, this time around, obviously having a vaginal birth, um, I found all the Viva La Volva products and mm. I absolutely rave about them. The Peri wash bottle is my favorite. Yeah. Um, because that shit stings, especially oh, if yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. Um, yeah. And then it's cool because this time around they had the um, Padsicle gel, which they didn't oh, yeah. have um, when I'd had Emmy. So that's like more of a newer product. So that was awesome. Yeah. Um, so I made some like little pads cools, um, which I think helped with the healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what else has helped me? Um, just like, I guess, things that help um, if you're breastfeeding or I, I guess if your milk comes in really, really fast, I've got that ladybug milk catcher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, like I would put that in on the other boob at the same time while I was feeding on one side and just catch my let down and I think in the first week I stocked up like five bags into the freezer of just let down so good yeah that was amazing so that by the second week when I introduced the first bottle I already had all this milk set mm. aside you know like um incredible right and otherwise it just ends yeah. up in your breast pad yeah literally yeah and that's what it did with Emmy as well and like I can't mm. even you know, like can't imagine how much milk I wasted because I had like a huge oversupply with Emmy mm. And I was probably leaking um, in my letdown like heaps for ages, mm. whereas my letdown, I don't catch it anymore because yeah, it's yeah. only like the tiniest bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm like, man, I wish I had that the first time around. Mm. Um, and then going forward, I guess newborn essentials for new mums um, can't go past the love to dream swaddles. <laughs> we use those, you know, every. Um, every night time and they're so good because they're so um adaptive like they've got the different yeah. tog weights um yes yeah yeah so like for the different weather um and you just choose your one according to that um oh if another thing that I absolutely wrote about because I'm like a big advocate for if you can and if you're in a position to try and just resume your normal day-to-day life as well so try and get yeah. out there do the things that you enjoy because I think it's super good for your own mental health but also just trying to get back to like normal life um so one of the things I rave about is those rockets so because I take the pram out and I just put it in the pram yeah and you like attach it to your pram and you turn it on and it gently rocks the pram for you so your baby thinks that they're being rocked and honestly like they (laughs) are so good and I always have like older mums or like grandmas and that sort of thing coming over to me and they're like oh what's this contraption and because they can see the pram 
everything and they're like mm. what is this and they're like oh my gosh it would have been so good if this was available when I had young children mm. the amount of yeah. like hours I spent rocking the pram that sort of thing yeah they're like I think those are really good um mm. and then yeah, yeah everything else other people recommend I guess <laughs> there's yeah, yeah. so many things <laughs> yeah awesome well thank you Charlotte for joining me on the podcast I have really loved talking to you and I know that there'll be so many tips in your episode that people take away so super grateful that you're five weeks in and you've made some time to chat with me and yeah just loved talking to you so thank you Thanks for having me again. It's been a pleasure. And maybe the next time we'll be a little further spaced apart if it happens. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Kiwi Birthdays. I hope you have enjoyed it. And just a reminder that this week's episode is sponsored by Your Birth Project, which is my online hypnobirthing course and online store which supports you and your pregnancy, birth and postpartum periods. And it's a one-stop shop for everything that mama needs. So go and check it out. I'm looking forward to bringing you another episode next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.